0: THIS IS AN INTERACTIVE LIVE CAST, AND WE WELCOME YOUR QUESTIONS. TO ASK A QUESTION DURING THE LIVE CAST, USE THE COMMENT OR CHAT FEATURES. NOW, GET READY TO DIVE INTO THIS WEEK'S TOPICS WITH OUR HOSTS ON LOCATION IN COLORADO, U.S.A.
1: WELCOME TO OUR MONDAY NIGHT TRUTH AND LIBERTY LIVE BROADCAST. WE'RE GLAD THAT YOU'VE JOINED US TONIGHT, AND I'VE GOT RICHARD HARRIS HERE. HE'S OUR CHIEF COUNSEL, AND HE'S ONE THAT REALLY MAKES TRUTH AND LIBERTY HUM AND WORK appreciate everything he does. And our guest tonight is Tony Perkins. He's the president of uh, Family Research Council as a, among many many other things and he's super busy and for him to take time and be with us it's just really an honor. We've yes, come to really appreciate him and I've been a part of some of the things that he does and I tell you he's on the front lines and so appreciate that. But before we get to Tony, I'd like uh, Richard to share with you about how you can be a part of tonight's broadcast. Mm-hmm. We've also got some giveaways and so this is
2: Richard. Thank you, Andrew. And thanks to all of you for watching tonight. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Be sure to tell your family and friends uh, to tune in. Um, and uh, to be a part of tonight's broadcast, all you have to do is post your comments and questions uh, they're in the chat function uh, if you're watching on our website uh, or if you're on Facebook you can put it in the uh, the comments section there on Facebook so we look forward to hearing from you and getting And if your you're questions on
1: tonight. Facebook you ought to get on
2: Truth and Liberty because Facebook censors us fairly regularly yeah and <laughs> and YouTube is worst of all so be sure you watch right on our website yep. um, we uh, speaking of our website I'm I wanted to alert you to a couple resources that we've added there uh, one of them is uh, the I Voter Guide link so our friends at I Voter Guide are putting out guides right now for primary elections all over the country. Before you go to the polls, be sure to check that link and see if there's a voter guide that can help you make a, uh, the right decision uh, to vote for biblical values. Also on our website, I want you to go to the election and uh, the resources page and then go down to election integrity. And you're going to find a, a helpful fact sheet there on what the auditors have found, the computer auditors. Uh, on that Mesa County, Colorado, Dominion hard drive. It's gonna blow your mind. It's worth getting, printing out, making a copy, sending to all your friends and family. Uh, And so wanted to mention that. We've got some events coming up here at Andrew Womack Ministries. Um, First of all, uh, June 10th through the 11th, which is really not that far away, Andrew's gonna be speaking at um, an event called Awakening 2022 in uh, Fayetteville, Georgia, along with Mario Murillo and E.W. Jackson and Lance, Wall now, so that's going to be an awesome event put on by a Million Voices there. Uh- if you're uh, if you haven't made plans yet, we want to invite you to join us for the Fourth of July celebration here at the ministry. Uh, the performance of "In God We Trust," a, a patriotic musical that will remind you why you're thankful to be an American. I love that show; it is awesome. That scene, Andrew, where it's the Star-Spangled Banner it's, and uh, it Fort McHenry. Tears to my eyes uh, every time. If you can sit, if you can stay seated during that thing, uh, <laughs> you must be paralyzed. There you go. I was going <laughs> to say something not as nice. but <laughs> um, And then uh, the Summer Family Bible Conference July 5th through the 8th, so right after that. Uh, what a great time it is for the whole family. So make your plans now to come out and join us. Um, are you a subscriber to Truth and Liberty? If you're not, I'm just going to say boldly, you need to be because we're constantly sending out helpful information, useful information and analysis and resources to help you stand for truth in the public square. And if you go on our website to the upper right hand corner, just click subscribe and share your email address and, and you'll be eligible to receive our free product giveaway. Last week, we gave away Andrew's product called Financial Stewardship. Love that book. It's a balanced view, a biblical view of finances. And Don Mitchell, uh, congratulations, you you are the winner of that so you You'll be getting an e- email from us shortly. This week, we're giving away the of Andrews. Talks about David, the giant killer. You know, it's David and Goliath. How can you be a giant? Talks about David, the giant killer. You know, it's David and Goliath. How can you be a giant killer? Well, the secrets are right here in that book. So, subscribe today and be eligible to receive that. And then uh, also, we are doing amazing things. God is doing amazing things. I'm amazed at what He's doing through Truth and Liberty. We are uh, turning, uh, I'll tell you, we're turning Colorado right side up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Uh, it's awesome to be a part of that. If you want to, and and not just Colorado, but nationwide and even worldwide, we've got people who watch our show from all over the place. And if you want to be a part of rebuilding the foundations of truth in our culture and in our nation, you can do that by becoming a member today. Just go on our website to the donate page, sign up to uh, give a recurring automatic donation of $5 or more per month, and you'll become a Truth and Liberty member. And we'll send you a free copy of Alex McFarland's book, The Assault on America how to uh, defend our nation before it's too late. Last thing tonight is if you need prayer, uh, Andrew has a room full, a big giant room full of prayer ministers standing by 24-7 to take your call. Thousands, literally thousands of people every day call in and are blessed by the ministry of those guys over there in the prayer center. So you can be one of them, 719-635-1111. Did
1: you know, Richard, in the last uh, 30, well, it's been more than that, Nearly two months, we've had 160,000 calls come into our prayer center. It's just phenomenal. People are responding, and so we do encourage you to be a part of it. So tonight, uh, Tony Perkins is our guest. Welcome, Tony. We love you, brother, and thank you for taking the time to be with us. It's awesome. Well, Andrew, always great to be with you and Richard. Thanks so much for what you guys do. Great and let to me, Let with me you. say that Tony has a national radio program, Washington Watch. He also is an author of a number of books. He's a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps, a former police officer, and he's also run for the legislature there in uh, Louisiana and uh, served there, I think, two terms. And um, he's, he's just a blessing and uh we've had you here tony for a number of things general boykin is on staff with you and man we just love general boykin you guys are on the front lines and i know you are getting criticized all of the time and uh, we just appreciate you standing there and helping us and taking back this country you're a blessing
3: well thank you andrew i appreciate that as i said it's great to partner with you guys and it's always great to be out there with you You've got a beautiful place and it's uh for us, it's a retreat into the mountains. It's just, uh, it's scenic, it's peaceful, and uh, we're just grateful for what you guys do.
1: Well, we need to have you back. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since you were here, so we need to set that up. But uh, there's a lot going on. I read in your um, email that you sent out today that the governor of Oregon put minstrel supplies in boys' bathrooms <laughs> throughout the state wow. at $400 a pop. I mean, how crazy can this get? Well, you know, thinking they were wise, they became foolish. That's exactly and what we
3: And what we have done in this country, we've rejected truth, transcendent truth. And so we're just, uh, we're like a dog chasing its tail. We're just going in circles. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's sad. It's for, for those of us who know the truth, we look at this and it is, it is just asinine. It is. But for those that are caught up in this, they think they're doing something good. And that's why it's so important that we speak the truth. Now, we need to speak that truth in love, uh, but speaking truth is a reflection of love, because if we didn't care for people, we would let them continue down this destructive path. And here's the problem with this, Andrew, is that what they're doing here, now this looks very foolish, and it is, but it's, there's a bigger agenda here, and it is the deception of children about their gender. Mm-hmm. and. It's denying God as Creator, denying the fact that God, as Jesus said in Matthew 19, that He made them male and female. And it's, it's treating children as if they were like a Mr. Potato Head and
1: they can just rearrange the parts <laughs> however they want. Mm. That's true. And so uh, you have been very well connected in Washington. Are, uh, you still have Family Research Council in Washington, but didn't you move an office back to Louisiana? well
3: we've created studios in, uh, in in baton rouge louisiana which is my home i commute back and forth but uh, we're we're embarking on a new uh effort and that is to create more content from a biblical perspective for what we describe george barna describes as sage cons that spiritually active governance engaged conservative that's most of your listening audience your viewing audience it's those who are involved culturally because of their faith they're not they're not uh, they're not motivated by just uh, party politics they're motivated to make a difference in this world because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what's happening Andrew you've seen this you and I've talked about this you've got the social media platforms in fact you were just talking about a few moments ago about how how Facebook censors you how YouTube censors you well, we have the legacy media that does not even want to have a conversation about these issues from a biblical perspective and i would add fox news mm-hmm. into this mm-hmm. category and when they have bruce jenner aka caitlin jenner um, on there as a paid contributor it tells me where fox news is going and so if christians want true information about what is happening and how to view the world around them from a biblical perspective, they're going to have to start looking to Christian sources. And that's one of the things we uh, know that will be necessary to keep Christians informed and engaged in the country, at least from going over the, uh, the edge. It's going to be essential. And so that's what we're working on.
1: So Christians don't know where to go. I would recommend that I get your Washington Watch uh, email every day, and usually you have about three issues that you deal with every single time. You might tell them where they go to get that because that's an email. Well, let me you let you here. in
3: on a secret, Andrew. I've not said this publicly, and I might, my, my staff may not be uh, be tickled about this, but beginning next month in, uh, in June, actually, in June, one month from now, We're launching a a new news service that will be called the Washington Stand. And so we will be uh, we're hiring reporters on staff that we will be providing uh, broader coverage of the news that's happening in our nation's capital from a biblical perspective. And so that's going to be launching June the 3rd or actually June, maybe June 1st, right at the beginning of the month of June. So that's, uh, that's in the works for now. You can uh, tune in to Washington Watch or the Washington Update. You can get that by going to tonyperkins.com or frc.org.
1: Man, that's awesome. So don't tell, don't tell anybody about well, that. Well, you yet. just told <laughs> well, tens of thousands. It's of just people. between us. <laughs> you know, you mentioned Fox, and I read their uh, take on this disinformation. AGENCY. AND THEY SAID SOMETHING LIKE, WELL, THEY WERE REPORTING, I THINK, ON MIKE LINDELL BECAUSE HE REPORTED THE FALSE REPORT THAT THERE WAS PROBLEMS WITH THE 2020 ELECTION. AND Mm -hmm. BECAUSE HE MENTIONED THAT. AND FOX WAS JUST PRESENTING IT AS ANYBODY WHO EVEN QUESTIONS THE ELECTION IS JUST TOTALLY INTO LIES. AND THAT WAS FOX SAYING THAT. Yeah, IT'S TERRIBLE. So it's, I've watched this
3: process, I've been in uh, D.C. for 20 years, and when I, when I first arrived, I, I tell people this all the time, when I first arrived at FRC, up until about, um, well, actually the election of Barack Obama, until that point, I was on MSNBC more than any other network. I would be on with Chris Matthews and Hardball, and we would have debate over the issues, but there's a, been a big difference that has taken place since the term of barack obama we've moved mm-hmm. from having liberals to leftist the democratic party is now dominated by leftists and there's a big difference between liberals and leftists those are not interchangeable words a leftist is what we see you know the marxists they they cannot defend their positions and so they silence opposition mm-hmm. and that's what's happening in this country christians and conservative voices that are based on tr- traditional morality are being silenced and we have to speak up we cannot shrink back in silence lest we lose our children in the country with it
1: and tony for our viewers who don't know you well uh you've been very influential in washington i mean i remember when trump was in power you had conversations and visits with him regularly i vis- i was with you one time and you took me in to meet Mitch McConnell and Mike Pompeo, and you know all these guys. So when you're talking about the shift left, this isn't just a perception that you've got from listening to the Ten Spies Network. I mean, this is actually uh, what you see going no, on I'm, there in Washington. I'm, I'm right there with
3: Caleb. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing it firsthand. I, 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 you know, I, we have witnessed it, and that's why we have, uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, why we are working on our own SAGECon network to provide this information to Christians because it's it's critical, Andrew. What they're trying to do, this is what's what the left is trying to do, is they want Christians, Bible-believing Christians, to feel like they're out of step with the rest of America. And mm-hmm. so they want them to feel isolated so that they will either go silent or they'll go away. And we can do we cannot do either one. As Christians, we're called to be salt and to be light and we need the fellowship. Most people don't like to stand alone, and believe me, if you're standing for truth, you're not standing alone. There there are millions of other Americans, but they need to be connected, and so that's what we're creating is a community of Christians who are connected and equipped to stand, whether it's in a local school board, uh, whether it's in their city council, whether it's in their church, wherever it may be, to stand with them to proclaim truth.
1: Well, TONY, WE'VE BEEN FRONT PAGE ON THE PAPER HERE FOR THREE WEEKS IN A ROW. I THINK LAST WEEK THEY DIDN'T PUT ME ON THE FRONT PAGE. BUT I'VE THOUGHT ABOUT Why YOU OFTEN. WHY DOES THAT NOT SURPRISE ME? <laughs> I'VE THOUGHT <laughs> ABOUT YOU OFTEN WHEN WE WERE GOING THROUGH THIS. AND JUST LIKE YOU'RE SAYING, WE NEED FELLOWSHIP. AND WE NEED TO KNOW THAT WE AREN'T STANDING ALONE. AND I GET YOUR EMAILS AND I READ THESE THINGS. AND IT'S ENCOURAGING TO KNOW THAT THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE STANDING. SO MY QUESTION FOR YOU IS, WOULD YOU COMMENT ON THE DISINFORMATION Department are the uh, what? What the or, governance board? The truth, yeah. the truth. Ministry of Truth. Yeah, that's well. what the 1984 yes. <laughs> called yeah, it. I'm
3: telling you what—that uh, uh, George Orwell—he sure got it right when we're looking at where we are in America today. Just, just about uh, 40 years behind time. But um, look, I don't trust anything from the government, whether it's right or left, that's right. whether it's Democrat or Republican, to. Um, restrict our conversations and what we talk about in full full disclosure when uh, george w bush pushed for the patriot act back Mm -hmm. after 9 11 i was one of the few republicans opposed to that Mm. because i knew that at some point it would fall into other hands and it would be misused and that's exactly what happened during Barack Obama's term, so I think we got to be very careful when we begin to restrict fundamental freedoms. If anything, we should err on the side of freedom and let society police those who violate those those freedoms when it comes to speech. Look, I'm not for putting out disinformation, and I think we need to be very, very careful. And I I, I warn people all the time: be careful what you read on the internet because there's so much stuff out there that is not true but use discernment. I would rather individuals use their discernment than the government use its power to determine what's on the Internet.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I believe that if you put truth up against lies, that truth will win every single time. But what the left has been doing, they have been silencing truth. Mm -hmm. And this is just another attempt to silence. The only way error and putting these minstrel things in boys' bathrooms in Oregon, the only way stuff like that can survive is if they silence the opposition. And so they aren't well, into
2: free speech. No, that's
3: right. It's exactly what they're doing in the classrooms with children that they're indoctrinating with this whole LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, agenda. They're keeping the parents in the dark so that the parents won't know about it. And that's the only way they can carry this forth. Unfortunately, fortunately, you know, through COVID, parents got more involved in what was happening yep. with their children's education. And the, and the curtain has been pulled back through a series of events. And so now parents are on to what the schools are doing. And not not all, but many in the schools are doing to indoctrinate the children. And, you know, and by the way, on the Ministry of Truth, the, uh, the, the Republicans on the House uh, Government and Oversight Committee are going to be looking into this. And I can assure you this will be one of many, but it will certainly be toward the top of the list of uh, hearings that will be held after the November elections when the Republicans retake the majority oh, and man. voters
1: turn out and vote. Uh-huh. So do you think that there is a chance of this thing being overturned, or is it ever going to be approved? Where do we stand on that?
3: Well, it's it's it doesn't require any approval. It's just something they're doing internally at the Department of Homeland Security. But I think what will happen is, just like we saw with President Trump, where the Democrats just kept him— his administration tied in knots with all these oversight hearings and investigations. There is a plethora of uh, things to investigate from the Democratic Biden administration stuff that there's there's more than smoke, there's fire. And so I think the Republicans are going to have to somehow uh, ferret through and prioritize the hearings and investigations they want to conduct. But I'm, I'm sure this is the type of stuff, I know this is the type of stuff for my conversation with them that they will be looking at.
2: Hey Amen. Tony, do you have any sense for uh, what the November elections are going to look like? I mean, it seems like it's still getting better for Republicans uh, as Biden just continues to make mistakes uh, along the way and, and all these hard left policies that he's pursuing. but. What's the landscape like right now? Well, it's
3: it's um, President Biden has to be praying for crop failure because (laughs) what we have here are the seeds that he has sown from day one. Um, And so it's it's kind of hard to separate yourself from the fruit of your labor. And this is what we're seeing here. We're seeing record inflation. We're seeing price hikes. Uh, We're seeing an economy that's stalling. Now the bad thing about this is that Americans are hurting mm-hmm. and this is this is going to probably get a lot worse before it gets better. And even a correction in November is not going to be able to fix the damage that has been done by this administration because they'll never acknowledge that their policies yeah. are destructive. So what's going to happen in November if now, and I, and I say there's an if, because in politics, a day is a lifetime and That's a lifetime right. a day. So so many things can happen between now and November. But if we continue on the current trajectory, I think there's no question that the Republicans will take the House. Now, this is not just a, a switching of jerseys, which has happened in, in times past where you get it kind of like a ping pong match. One time it's the Republicans have it. Next time the Democrats. Different jerseys, same plays. I actually think you're going to see different plays this time. I think you're going to see a majority conservative Republican caucus that is going to take over. Now, you will have gridlock. That's what's going to happen. But here's the good news. Gridlock is good in this environment because it provides stability, because there's no guessing. You just know nothing is going to happen. And rarely does anything good happen in Washington, so you know all the bad stuff's going to be bottled up gridlock allows businesses to do some planning for a period of time it gives us some stability so i think gridlock will actually be good for the nation and help us stabilize and begin moving back in the right direction hopefully in 2024
1: yeah it may not solve or heal the problem but at least it's going to stop the bleeding they won't be able to just ram things through so that is a positive step so what are your feelings about the senate do you think that the conservatives have a shot at that
3: they do. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a little closer. Uh, I think the Republicans could pick up, uh, you know, two, two, a two-seat majority, maybe three. Um, that would be but it just huge. depends. Uh-huh. That be, it would be. It, would be. It's, it certainly gives the Republicans the, the, the Congress. And so Joe Biden then has to work with them. So all of his big liberal agenda items will that he's already been struggling with, but most of them will go away now the question becomes for those that have been around a while can he learn the lessons that bill clinton learned after 1992 can he moderate and begin working with the republican Cong- congress i'm not so sure joe biden can do that when you look at what he has placed his emphasis on like the whole and and look i'm not making this up you look back at his record the uh-huh. lgbtq yeah. agenda has been at the top of his list uh-huh. i mean When the world is at war, almost, you have inflation uh, levels that we've not seen in 40 years. What's he focused on? He's focused on Florida, a state law in Florida Mm -hmm. that protects parental rights and education. And he tells LGBTQ kids, I've got your back. That's the focus of the president of the United States. And of course, I could list uh, two dozen more uh, initiatives he's taken pushing this radical,
1: agenda from the LGBTQ agenda, uh, a, a community. And Tony, I'd go a step further than what you said, and I don't think Biden is capable of doing anything. Now, his <laughs> handlers might be able to respond in midterms, but I think Biden is, it's in a sense, it's pathetic. It's embarrassing it's, yeah. to my friends around the world to see the person that is sitting in the White House one other comment well, i like. Well, here,
3: I've got, I've got just, just, just a note on that, Andrew, is that, you know, and you know this as a student of Scripture, that God often gives people what they deserve. That's right. Uh, and, and, and what they've asked for. And I'm not saying everyone. I know that many of us <laughs> certainly did not vote for Joe Biden, did not want that. But America's leadership really reflects where America's at. And that should be motivation for us to pray that uh, we as a nation, individuals, families, communities, churches, would, would get right with God and allow God to bless us with godly leadership that would be reflective of the character of this nation.
1: You know, when Donald Trump was first elected, he had a majority. And he could have done things, but there was a lot of rhinos in there. And I think that we've seen those people separated, just like Murkowski. And, you know, a number of the people, they are coming out, and she's even saying that it looks like she's going to lose her seat, and she's only staying on the b- ballot to give people a, a choice. But I think we've flushed a lot of things out. And if we do take back the House, there aren't going to be near as many rhinos as there were back in the beginning. So well, we're I've, I've watched that process,
3: yes. We, we, we see the Republicans are becoming more conservative, the Democrats becoming more liberal. Now, I will say this about the Trump administration. Uh, one of the uh, strategic errors that uh, President Trump made in his first year was in his personnel within the administration. Uh, he did a course correction after that and, and, and really put some great people in place. But he listened to too many establishment Republicans at the start, and uh, and that really fueled the deep state, uh. and and really got him off of, uh, of a good, solemn, sol- solid pace. And so he he spent a lot of time trying to catch up.
1: I heard President Trump comment on that about some of the mistakes he made trusting people, and he compared it to the mafia. He said as a businessman, he had dealt with the mafia many times, but they they would at least keep their word. He said he'd never encountered people like politicians that would just lie to your face and turn around and go do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. But man, uh, praise God, I believe that we are seeing things turn around. And Tony, I don't think I've told you this, but back on uh, March the 5th, 2001, I was in Oklahoma City with some people holding a meeting. And anyway, it was a powerful service. And I was just praising God. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Someday the people in this room will be telling the young people of their generation what it was like to be a part of the third Great Awakening in America. And I wouldn't have used that term. I might have said revival or move of God. But Great Awakening is just... NOT A TERM THAT I WOULD USE. AND I, SO I THOUGHT, THIS HAS GOT TO BE GOD. AND I SAID, ARE YOU TELLING ME THAT WE'RE GOING TO HAVE A THIRD GREAT awakening?" AND HE SAID, NOPE, IT'S ALREADY HERE. IT'S ALREADY STARTED. AND I'VE TALKED TO DAVID AND TIM BARTON AND THEY BELIEVE THE SAME THING. AND I REALLY BELIEVE THAT WE ARE GOING TO SEE A turnaround. AND YOU KNOW, IF TRUMP WOULD HAVE BEEN ELECTED, I THINK THAT THE CHURCH WOULD HAVE JUST PUSHED THE SNOOZE BUTTON AND continued TO SLEEP. BUT Biden and all of Pelosi and all of them have just pushed so far that it's waking up the Mm -hmm. church and I think that we are going to see a turnaround. That's my prophecy. You know, when
3: I first got involved in the political realm back uh, 25, 30 years ago, you know, I kind of looked at it as you would have an urgent uh, need to get involved, kind of like Minutemen that we would respond to the call. Then we would go back to life as normal. And then Mm -hmm. what the Lord showed me over time is that this is life as normal. As Christians, we are to be salt and light all the time. We're to be informed and engaged. Doesn't mean that's our full-time job, but it means that we're paying attention to what is happening and we are responding with the truth, whatever the situation may be. And so I think what we're trying to do is raise up more responsible Christians who understand their call to be engaged constantly. You know, whether it's at your child's school, whether it's in the local community, we cannot be silent because silence is acquiescing to where the left wants to take this country and the culture.
1: And so, Tony, you're also a minister. Where do you see the body of Christ? Is it waking up? Are they getting involved? What's happening?
3: Well, it's it's slow, but I do see this. And of course, sometimes when you're in the too closely you can't see the, you know, the forest for the trees. But I, I think that this revival, that this awakening that that many of us have been praying for and hoping is in fact in place or is, is occurring, it, it goes back to the Word of God. And what we're challenging more believers believers to do is to be in the Word of God. That is the source of our strength. That's what's under attack. And I do see more Christians that are moving toward that. But I will tell you, we have a long way to go when you look at only 9% having a biblical worldview. We've got a lot of work to do. And that's one of the things we're focusing a lot of time on, working with George Barna as a senior fellow on our team, is to develop curriculum for parents to help train their children, to teach them a biblical worldview, like Deuteronomy chapter six. You know, when you walk in the way, when you sit down, when you lie down, Mm -hmm. you know, write it on your doorpost. We, we should be intentional, and, and I would use this word obsessed, with teaching our children to know God, to know who He is, what He has done for us, and what He expects of us. That's the only way the next generation is going to get what it means to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith, you know, you always, always hear the term faith of our fathers. The faith of the fathers isn't good enough. It has to become our faith. It has Amen. to become the faith of our children walking with the Lord. And that is the number one responsibility of parents. And I believe that parents do that, and that's where we're focusing a lot of our energy and effort. Mm-hmm. If parents begin to do that, we can break this cycle of the, the downward shift of America.
2: You know, Andrew, you've got new product out on Biblical yep. Worldview. Tony, I think FRC has yep. some material on Biblical Worldview. Do you, have, you want to refer folks to anything? That would be helpful. Well, it's 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 on our website uh, frc.org,
3: but we have our Center for Biblical Worldview that we launched about two years ago, and so we're developing lots of different curriculum, whether it's for parents, Sunday school teachers, or even pastors. But as you know, a worldview is formulated between 15 months and 13 years, and so it should not be surprising to us that we have administrations like the Biden administration that are advancing early childhood education. They wanna make sure
1: they instill their worldview into our children. And I know that you and Luana, you homeschooled your kids. And I think one of the positive things that is happening with the shutdowns, people had to get involved with their kids' education. And I've heard reports that the homeschool uh, number of people in America has at least doubled, nearly tripled through this. And so I think that's good. And I am nearly to the place, I'm not quite there, but I'm nearly to the place of telling people that if you're sending your kids to public school, you are just uh, basically helping indoctrinate them. It is nearly, across the board, ungodly. Well, I'm, I'm there. I mean, I think we, <laughs> we, we need, we need there's, and
3: I, I understand, look, I'm not, not uh, unsympathetic unsympath- to the situations that some have, and it's difficult. But one of the things we're doing is we're challenging churches, churches that are not used during the week uh, can begin to create co-ops or hybrid schools where mm-hmm. kids could come there a couple of days a week. There's so much curriculum uh, and different learning uh, platforms that are available today. I, I look I, and I say this honestly, if you could just teach your kids to read and do basic math and bad. never go inside the the walls of a school they would be better off than sending them to 12 years to a public school and and I'm and I'm not exaggerating I, I agree.
1: believe that and yeah. sending them to college where they are going to be I mean attacked it's not just indoctrination yes. they are attacking Christianity and teaching all this woke stuff it's just oh, well, and it's expensive and, <laughs>
3: yeah. and that's not just that's not just in secular universities and mm-hmm. colleges that's happening in so-called quote-unquote Christian in fact, we're working on a, a project right now that it'll be, uh, it'll be a few more months before we have it out, is doing a rating of universities and colleges based upon that worldview, so that parents know sure. where they're sending their kids, what they can anticipate, uh, because I think that's so, so important. Now, let me just one footnote very quickly, Andrew, on the public schools. I don't think we should abandon the public schools. I, I encourage young people who wanna go into the teaching profession, to see the public schools as a mission field. We cannot abandon it. We need to run for the school board. We need to be teachers. We need to be administrators, but we don't need to sacrifice our children uh, in that environment. So I am not saying we abandon the public schools. We, too many kids are gonna continue to go there, but it shouldn't be our kids. We should send our our kids as teachers and instructors.
1: Amen. Hmm. I just saw a thing today that a Christian university uh, uh, dis approved of Franklin Graham's Samaritan's Purse because one uh, homosexual group in the UK criticized them and they just caved and said they won't be a part of anything he's doing now because he's homophobic. And that's a Christian university. Wow, That's crazy. That's, That's what we're finding. In name. Yeah, in name. and yeah. so th- I hope you include Karis in your ratings because we're definitely pro-Bible and pro. <laughs> and
3: that's and and that's where we need the parents need to be looking to send right. their their kids at uh, Bible institutions that teach the Word of God and its application to the world in which we
2: live. You know, if nothing else, you you, you may need to go to a secular university to get a specific training, but come to Keras or a school like Keras and get that foundation, that will enable you to resist the indoctrination. Yeah, we're beginning to put in what we call a gap
1: year, that in between graduation from high school and going into college, they ought to at least come and get a biblical worldview, so yeah. that before we throw them to the sharks, they know how to swim. That's right. That's right. Yeah. See, my,
3: my undergraduates from Liberty University when Dr. Falwell yeah. was there, and then my, my master's work was at Louisiana State University. Where I, by that point, I was well grounded, didn't have anything to worry about. So I think what's happening is we're we're graduating kids 18, 19 years old, right out of high school, 17 years old, and send them off to these secular institutions that are just attacking their faith. And, uh, and they come back changed, mm-hmm. and not for the better.
1: But we're seeing good things happen, like Janet Porter tomorrow. They're voting on her, and I know that you know her. She's the one that authored the heartbeat bills. And, man, that woman's strong as garlic. <laughs> and she's running for office. And if we start getting people like her mm-hmm. in there and stuff, I think uh, we're seeing some good things happen. That is absolutely correct. I can speak from experience in a
3: legislative body, a state legislative body. One person, you know, can change the direction of that that deliberative body. It's much different than it is Congress. Congress operates along party line. You don't really have that much debate and interchange. You see it on C-SPAN, but it's, it's it's more theatrics. But you go into a state legislative body where they actually debate, deliberate, change people's minds. You can change a state, and then when you see what happens at a state, like Florida, like Oklahoma, uh, like, um, you know, Mississippi, other states want to follow. And so that's how—that was the wisdom of our founders to give us these 50 laboratories of of, uh, democracy.
1: And, you know, I don't think that we should just depend completely upon elected officials. You ran for office, and then uh, you got out because of a pledge that you made not to be a career politician. But you are affecting uh, probably more people and affecting our country much more doing what you're doing now than you were when you were in the legislature. So we need people to be involved on multiple yep. levels, not just running for office. That's right.
3: Uh, wherever the Lord calls... Uh, we that's just right. need to be faithful to his word in applying it to the world around us. But I will just say this, Andrew and Richard, that the hour is late, uh, and I, I often reflect upon the situation that we're in today with the parable that Jesus told of the wheat and the tares. You know, the he said, you know, don't don't pull up the weeds, let them grow. They'll grow alongside of the wheat. And so what, what that's a picture of, both grow to maturity together and so the evil is profound and it's very pronounced and the good is very pronounced and i think that's what we see today we see a lot of good yeah. that's happening that shows that god is at work but we see evil that is un- really unprecedented that the evil we have i mean historic records of, yeah. of violent crime in our country uh, the anarchy that's taking place in some of the streets of america but we can't be disheartened by that. We can't focus just on the evil. We need to know that that God's plan is working out. We need to be promoting and facilitating the good and sharing the gospel with as many people as we can and defending the right to do so. Uh
1: You know, back in the late 60s and 70s when I got really turned on to the Lord, I was so frustrated because I'd witnessed to people and they'd think they were a Christian because they went to church or something. Mm. And there was morality and people uh, weren't even recognizing their need for the Lord. And I said back in the early 70s, there is coming a day when this middle ground is going to disappear and it's either going to be light or dark, good or bad. And I looked forward to it and I think we're there. Are. Now, now you find very few people that will even identify with Christianity unless they are committed to it because you're having to pay for it. There's a price associated with it. So I yeah. think it's good.
3: Yeah, and in, in, in the challenge, part of the challenge we're entering into is we're entering into, a, you know, clearly we're in a postmodern world. But, you know, to this point, we've been able to have debates with liberals based upon an idea that there is a... There, there is a, a a morality that is outside of ourselves. We would describe it as transcendent truth, the moral mm-hmm. law of God. They might describe it as something else, but it's certainly they recognize that it was beyond themselves. We now are entering this period where, for the left, morality is nothing more than personal preferences. Yeah. And so there, to appeal to a moral standard is... Is a, is a call or an appeal that falls on deaf ears so it's going to become increasingly difficult to communicate. I mean if you can deny basic biology mm-hmm. that we have two genders male yeah. and female I mean there's very little that you would not deny if you deny that very basic fact.
1: Mm-hmm. And also when we were kids Tony there was only like three networks and so uh-huh. you had to be exposed to the other side and because of that you at least had some inkling of what's going on but now we've got hundreds of networks and people on the left and the right can only listen to things that confirm what they want to believe and you can isolate yourself and literally just get to where you have no basis in reality. Great point. That is very true and that is what's happening and it
3: uh, is further dividing the, the nation. Um, and that's why we have to be intentional to be equipped with the truth, but then go out with that truth and challenge those that uh, are around us. Whether it's who we work with, whether it's our neighbors, uh, whatever it may be, we cannot afford to be silent any longer.
1: Amen. Well, we need to take some questions, but before we do, Tony, would you tell them once again how they could go to your website and what's available there? What could they get that would help them?
3: well there's quite a bit available at frc.org we have our center for biblical worldview we have a number of publications as richard made reference to like you guys have uh, various uh, publications on worldview we've got uh, different things on human sexuality the abortion issue that helps people understand these from a biblical perspective we have our daily update the washington update that comes out you can sign up for that there as well um we have our action arm frcaction.org and there we have a lot of resources for those individuals who uh, are inclined or feeling maybe the lord's calling them to run for office we have uh, a school board boot camp that we did uh, that's online we've done several of them but we have one of them online thousands uh, of people have participated in this many of them have run already successfully for school boards but can teach you how to put a campaign together teach you how to do a a PUBLIC INFORMATION REQUEST ON DOCUMENTS ABOUT WHAT'S HAPPENING IN THE SCHOOL BOARD OR IN THE SCHOOL CLASSROOM. SO ALL OF THAT IS AVAILABLE AT FRC.ORG AND FRCACTION.ORG AS WELL.
1: AND I'M ASSUMING THAT IT TAKES MONEY TO DO ALL OF THESE THINGS YOU'RE DOING. THERE'S PROBABLY A WAY THAT THEY COULD GIVE IF THEY WENT THERE, was not IT?
3: THERE ARE. We, uh, THERE ARE WAYS THAT THEY CAN GIVE. AND WE ARE HERE, AND I WILL SAY THIS, WE RECEIVE NO GOVERNMENT MONEY. Uh, WE HAVE NEVER RECEIVED ANY GOVERNMENT MONEY, NONE WHATSOEVER. Yeah, we are here because individuals across this country care about this country and have wanted to partner with us as we advance a biblical perspective in our nation's capital
1: and in state capitals across the country. And so I've support, supported FRC. Yes, and, you have, and we I just, thank you. You've I been want to encourage our viewers to also be a part of it because they are making a difference. I've yes. been there with them, and I can see what they're doing.
2: Yeah, they're right there in the heart of Washington, a beautiful facility. Better them than me. (laughs) (laughs) So have we got any questions? Yes, sir, we sure do. We sure do. Here's one, uh, Tony, from Janice on YouTube. Janice, don't watch on YouTube. Uh, In the school system here in Seattle, Washington, in the late 80s, my daughter was given birth control pills from a nurse without my permission, and I had no recourse. Yet as a parent, I had to give the school a doctor's note for an aspirin. How do we get our parental rights back? It's a
3: really, really good question, and that's exactly what state legislatures are doing. I, uh, unfortunately, Washington State is not moving in the right direction. Uh, they just passed a law not too long ago that actually uh, would declare a parent interfering with a ch- child that wants to uh, transition to another gender. Uh, if that parent interferes with the counselor or whatever, it could be, it could be deemed child abuse. Um, and so Washington state's moving in the wrong direction. And, 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 well, let me, let me say this, two thoughts here. One is states are addressing, this is part of what, uh, happened in Florida with the parental rights bill mm-hmm. and more is coming. Texas, I was with the Lieutenant governor in Texas, uh, Dan Patrick last week. He's working on some legislation similar to this. Uh, a lot of the red states are doing this and, and, um, this is not an easy answer but a lot of people are voting with their feet. They're leaving these states that have these horrible policies that are anti-family, that uh, drive a wedge between parent and child, and they're moving to states that are more favorable to the family. And I think ultimately, especially after the Dobbs case, that's the abortion case that's currently before the Supreme Court, when that case, if it goes the direction many anticipate, and Roe v. Wade is overturned, and the issue goes back to the states, I think you're going to see more and more people move toward red states that have a a, a biblical view of life. And you're going to see, you know, again, just like we see in Congress, this separation. Blue states are going to become more liberal. Red states are going to become more conservative. We will be. And I'm not saying this with uh, pleasure, but we are going to be
1: increasingly
3: a divided nation.
1: Yeah, and I understand that voting with your feet hurts them financially, and that's what really motivates these people. But some of these people, they grew up there. That's where their church is, where their friends are. That's, that's a huge I understand. commitment. That's
3: what I said it's, it's, it's not an easy answer. But I think that's ultimately what's going to drive this. And, and here's the other thing. that usually follows when you have a, a conservative, a so, and David Barton has done a lot. He's probably shared this on your program with you. When you look at where someone stands on the life issue, they are Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10 going to be right on the fiscal issues as well. And so, states that are pro life, that are pro family, are going to have good economic policy that's going to foster economic growth and development. And so, these companies are going to want to either start up there or come there. Now, therein lies a problem that some states have is that they bring in these out of state companies and they bring lot of people from these liberal states with their liberal policies that drove them out of the state where they're at. Um, And so we've got to be very careful about that. Texas is learning that lesson. But I do, again, I I believe that we're going to see more and more people voting with their feet, going to states that have favorable social and fiscal policies.
2: What what can parents do to find out what their kids are being taught? We've encountered here trying to figure out just some basic questions that there's like a there's a wall there. You can't. you they don't want us it. to know. No. Do you have any advice for folks on that issue? Yes.
3: Uh, one is uh, on on our website frc.org, uh, frcaction.org. Under our school board boot camp, we have um, directions on how to file a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act request. If you wanna find out and, and request documents that they're not giving you, if you hear of something and you ask for it and they won't give it to you, you can file a FOIA request. It's not that difficult. We walk you through it. But the other thing is organize. Get other parents. Uh, go to the school board meetings. I mean, this is what happened in Leesburg, Virginia, that really became the epicenter of the, uh, the election there for, for governor, is that you had um, parents who were upset over the the CRT, the critical race theory training or teaching indoctrination that was taking place, uh, the use of that theory, and then the whole um, uh, gender issue, pronouns, and mixed bathrooms. And they started showing up. There was conflict. And that's one of the things, Andrew, I know as Christians we're taught if there's conflict, you're probably not doing the right thing. Not when the world is moving Mm -hmm. the wrong direction. Conflict actually is confirmation that you are doing the right thing, and so you're just going kind to of have to get your your helmet on, and realize we're going to run into some some turbulence, some conflict, but that's what it's going to take. We're going to have to to go in there. Several moms groups are doing this with tremendous effect. Find
1: some allies, go in there, demand answers, and don't leave until you get them. Mm, well, you know, we've had some conservatives elected here in our school board, and uh, they've been trashed. Yep. And uh, I mean, there is a huge opposition. One of them has already resigned because he just couldn't handle all of the heat. And so we're having some people rise up, but boy, it's tough. It's a war.
2: Yep.
3: It
1: is not for the faint of heart. That's right.
3: But when you think of what's at stake, our children and the future of our country, look, and this is where I think uh, Andrew churches churches could be a tremendous influence in their communities if if they were to band together and they know individuals in their church and those that step forward that have a calling to run for office, if that church would close ranks behind them, yeah. volunteer in their campaigns, give them money, stand with them. Um, you, you can't do it alone it, It's and, and you gotta be called to it, but we need, our churches could influence city councils, school boards, and even state legislatures, if they would get involved. We need more pastors who realize Mm -hmm. the lateness of this hour. And for those who say, well, you know, I I don't want to get involved in politics, I just want to preach the gospel. (laughs) The the gospel, you need to preach the whole counsel of God. Amen. Because if you don't, you're going to lose your ability to preach the gospel. What we're seeing in Finland right now uh, with his member of parliament, uh, Pave Rosinen, I uh, had her attorney on my radio program today. Uh, she was acquitted, but now they're appealing it to the Supreme Court there. She was on trial for tweeting a Bible verse. Yep. What is at risk in Finland is the Bible. That's
1: coming to America. Well, you know, we've got some, some churches, churches need to stand we've got some churches that support what we're doing as Richard and there's yes. others, but we've also had opposition from the churches here. Yep. They think that we ought to just, uh roll over and let the government do whatever they want to yeah turn so the it's church. not just well, you know, opposition well, from for, the ungodly
3: fortunately many of those churches just uh they closed during uh COVID and uh, they really haven't reopened yet yeah, so that's
2: uh, right. tony i wanted to mention something here that one of the best things uh in my opinion that frc has is the culture impact team program or community impact team i think you call it now uh we've been pushing hard to get uh, churches to implement those and they have a they have a huge impact if you have a, a desire as a pastor to make an impact but you don't have time you don't have the ability if there's somebody in your church that you can tap to do that start a cit and and that thing will take off people are hungry for that opportunity to learn and band together and make a difference. So I don't know if you want to comment on those or not, but I think it's great. Yeah,
3: thank you, Richard. Yeah, it's we've got thousands of these across the country and it's, it's a layman that just has a passion for the type of things we're talking about, but it includes, and each one of them is kind of different, uh, depending on the passion of the individual and of the church. And, it, and it's not just the political, but although their primary responsibility make sure the church stays informed, uh, members are registered to vote, and they vote on Election Day and, and cast informed ballots. But they do more than that. Uh, there, as we, we change the title to be the community uh, impact team, is that some of these are outside the church. Most of them are in the church, but some are outside the church, and it's they might want to take on a project. They're interested in, in partnering with a local school, or they want to uh, um, you know clean up the community, or uh, they are involved in... Um, crisis uh, um, response like from hurricane tornadoes and so it's just service to the community that they do in addition to keeping the church informed but you're absolutely right it's been a great source uh, for churches to stay engaged and to have influence in their community
2: we've got links to everything you need to start a cit on our website under our resources page but um, we just had David Riffle with us
1: last week in our Citizens Academy mm-hmm. in the school, and he's the one that took uh, Church for All Nations, CIT, mm-hmm. and he was telling me last week they never have less than 200 people. And yeah. it's a church of only a 1,000 people or so, and they have 200 people show up at every one of their meetings.
2: Yeah, they draw people from all over the region, and they have candidate forums and special guest speakers right. and all kinds of stuff. It's really, really great. Um, here, uh, shifting gears, staying on the subject of schools for a minute, though, Tony, here's a question from Susie and Irvie. D.C. schools are telling white students they benefit from white privilege and they are asked to reflect on white privilege in their lives. Uh, the, Susie wants to know, are you aware of this? Uh, I'm sure that you are. Do you have any comments about uh, CRT in our schools? Are we making progress yes. on that?
3: Well, it depends on where we're at, uh, what state we're in. If we're in a red state, yes, we're making progress as uh, more and more states are catching on to this and and, and banning the use of, and, and you know, so the critics will know what we're talking about here. It is, a, it is a construct, it is a theory. They don't have a course called critical race theory that they're teaching, but it's a construct by which they teach many things, and that, is really the i wouldn't say it's the end result but it is certainly toward the end of this long march through the institutions that began back in the 60s and so states that have caught on to it indiana uh, florida uh, kentucky um, and uh, oklahoma there's a whole bunch that uh, are on top of this and are removing it from the classroom again it's just a matter of parents banding together agitating getting the sympathetic ear of lawmakers and, and getting them to do something about it. It's, it's not, there's no silver, silver bullet. There's no easy way. This all requires work.
1: You know, I have a question. You've mentioned a couple of times that we just see the divide getting bigger and bigger and the liberals are becoming more liberal conservatives, more conservatives. Is this division, is it ever going to, are we ever going to see things come back? Or is this going to become the new normal?
3: Um, you want me to tell you what you want to hear or want I want to tell you? <laughs>
1: I, I want to hear what you have to say. I trust your opinion.
3: I, I don't think, uh, short of a great awakening that would bring America back together on common ground with a recognition that there is transcendent truth, a God to whom we're all accountable to, uh, no, there will not be unity in this nation again. In fact... Uh, the division will grow even sharper. But here's why we, we, cannot, we cannot acquiesce. To wave a white flag is not to bring peace, but rather more anarchy and more opposition. You know, people don't like us to use terminology of, of warfare, but Paul used it. You know, he talked about, you know, put on the whole armor of God. You don't put on the armor of God for a picnic. You put on the armor of God for a battle. <laughs> and and we are in a an epic battle. And here's here's the significance of this battle. This is look, I'm I'm as you mentioned, I I, I spent six years in the Marine Corps as a police officer. I'm not afraid, you know, of of physical battle. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something so much more significant. What we do in this spiritual battle echoes into eternity. Mm -hmm. And if we are silent and we're afraid to be rejected or that someone won't like us or post something negative about us on social media, others will never come to know the truth because Mm -hmm. of our cowardice and our silence. And so this is an epic battle that we are in, and we are called by God to be salt and to be light. Now, what will the outcome be? I don't know, Andrew. I don't foresee uh, a major break, but that doesn't absolve us of our responsibility. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I think of John Quincy Adams, who was the only president to turn around and run for Congress after having served mm-hmm. as president for one reason, and that was to see slavery ended. And in uh, 18- 36, they passed what was called the gag rule that said you couldn't even bring up slavery on the House floor because they were so tired of him talking
1: about sounds slavery. Sounds like the ministry of disinformation. <laughs> it, 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 well, it
3: sounds like the left silencing. And so they asked him, aren't you, are, are you, you going to give up? You've lost. You can't even talk about it anymore. And He goes this. He said this. He said, duty is ours, results belong to God. And so that's where we're at, Andrew. The duty is ours, the results belong to God, how it works out. I hope it works out where we're a unified nation again, but if not, that does not absolve us of our responsibility to continue to press forward with truth.
1: And you know, David Barton is on our board of Truth and Liberty, and when he was on my television program, he was discussing the First and Second Great Awakening, and he shattered this idea that everybody just came into unity and responded to the Lord, and he was bringing up the opposition that existed. Uh And he says revival is always messy and that people don't just come into unity. It divides just like what we're seeing. Uh And it takes years. Yeah. And we're out of time. I hate to say it. I want to thank CTN for carrying this, but we have to end at an exact time. And Tony, thank you for being with us. I know you're very busy and we really appreciate you honoring us and being a part of this. Appreciate you guys. Always glad to be with you. Thanks so much. And for those of you watching, remember that we do this every Monday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And we have guests on just like Tony Perkins, General Boykin, who's with him in FRC and others. And it's just something that I think you're going to hear news that you don't always hear someplace else. So we encourage you to join with us. Also, remember that we are asking people to join with us as a member for $5 or more per month, an automatic withdrawal, and you'll become a part of it. So we're making a difference. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you all for joining us. God bless you. We'll see you again next Monday night for our next Truth & Liberty Livecast.
0: Join us next time for the Truth & Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth & Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our livecasts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.